Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Worship on the Air from the United Presbyterian Church of Rice Lake with Pastor Chris McCurdy. We take you now to worship. Oh, good morning, everybody. Uh, Dave and Chris Schilling here. We're in our home in Rice Lake, and uh, we're uh, getting ready to worship in this new style again. Uh, we uh, hope you're all doing well. We are, in fact, uh, doing fine, uh, you know, being retired now. This hasn't really disrupted our routine that much, but I know for many of you and for our grandkids and uh, some of you who have had to change your working situation or some of your regular lifestyles, I know it's hard, but uh, we hope that you'll be um, do the best you can and uh, work your way through this unusual time. I should point out that uh, things are uh, still continuing to work at church. Uh, I know Chris is on the session and they've been meeting regularly. Uh, we're both on the mission committee and our, our committee has been meeting and we've been doing a number of things. For example, a couple of weeks ago we had the ACEO box, which if you're not familiar with it, basically uh, we respond to calls from people in the community who need help and uh, we meet with them and offer some assistance from funds that both from our church and the Salvation Army uh, provide. And uh, we're, we've been planning to uh, do some activities in the near future. It's going to have to change the way we do things, but uh, we are going to try to uh, have some of our same uh, activities, but maybe in a little bit different style. So anyway, we hope you're doing well and uh, welcome to worship. Thank you. 
join me in the call to worship. Come, children of God, rejoice in your Maker. Sing songs and hymns, old and new. Celebrate with voices and instruments, with praise and prayers. Open your eyes to the life-giving presence of Jesus Christ. For God is already here, among us and within us, bringing new life to all who believe. Let us praise God together. Our first hymn this morning is hymn number 333 in the Presbyterian hymnal, Seek Ye First. We come now to a time of confession, a time of lifting our hearts before the Lord. We do this not to prove how bad we are, but we do this because we want to be free, free to love one another, free to love God our Father in heaven, and free to live the life that God put us on this earth to live. So I would ask you that you would confess your sins. I will give us a moment now to read the prayer of confession to yourself so that when we pray it together, it can be more your own. For all those listening on the radio, I would also invite you to lift up your hearts of what you've struggled with this week while we prepare to confess to God and be free. If you would pray with me. Merciful God, you call us to turn away from behaviors and attitudes that belong to the darkness, 
to live honest and transparent lives as children of the light. We confess the times when we have failed, giving in to our darker thoughts and desires, and acting in ways that did not bring honor to your name. Lord, in your mercy, forgive us. Teach us how to live as children of the light. You call us to love one another, to put the needs and interests of those around us above our own, to love others as deeply as you have been loved, as we have been loved by you. We confess the times when we have failed, allowing our own desires and interests to take precedence over the needs of others. Lord, in your mercy, forgive us. Teach us how to love as we have been loved. You call us to deal honorably with one another, even those who have hurt or offended us, to work through our disagreements with love and integrity, and so to build up the body of Christ. We confess the times that we have failed, finding it easier to simply walk away from hurtful relationships or to talk behind people's backs rather than to their faces. Lord, in your mercy, Forgive us. Teach us how to live in love and integrity. Give us hunger to know you more, so that we may do your will, to walk in your ways, and to give glory to your name. Amen. Brothers and sisters, we have confessed our sins and asked God to look upon us with grace and favor. So hear now these words as they are for you. Jesus Christ has called us to lay aside the works of darkness and to confess our sins and be reconciled to God. You have confessed your sin in the company of God's people. Your forgiveness, declared on earth, is sealed in heaven. Sisters and brothers, your sins are forgiven. Be at peace. I want to invite forward the kids for a moment of the children's song and message for today. Kids, I have a new song for you, so try to get into a place where you can see the screen really well. Or if you're listening on the radio, try to uh, listen in really close because this is such a good song. It's a song that I love to sing so much. Uh, it makes me feel better. It helps me to know that Jesus is right there with me, walking with me as I go. So I'm going to sing through it twice, and if you want to, you can just listen the first time, or if you feel you're getting it, go ahead and join in. And I'm going to do some motions along with it, so try to keep up with those if you can see what I'm doing. All right? Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. You came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross, my debt to pay from the cross to the grave. From the grave to the sky, Lord, I lift your name on high. Did you get it?
Let's try it again and try to sing with me this time. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. You came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross my debt to pay from the cross to the grave from the grave to the sky lord i lift your name on high Oh, very good. That was excellent. Thank you for singing along with me. And if you want to sing it again and get the song really good, ask your parents to rewind the video. Or if you're listening to the radio, uh, look us up on our Facebook or website and you can find and make fun of me singing all that you want. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey kids, I want you to stay real close because I'm still talking to you for the children's message today. The scripture that the adults are looking at and reading today is talking about how we are supposed to love each other and work together. And one thing that happens whenever people try to come together, whenever people are trying to work on something together, is there can be a disagreement. Something that uh, you're either fighting about or somebody says something that hurts somebody else's feelings. You kids know what I'm talking about. This can happen all the time, no matter how old you are. But Jesus wants to tell us about how important it is that we treat each other with love and respect. Love and respect is an important thing. And always assuming that the person who you are dealing with, who may have said something that hurt your feelings or did something that made you mad, they almost always have a reason for it. And sometimes that reason is hard to see and it's hard to talk about. So you may not always get to know why they did or said whatever it is that they did. But it's still important, Jesus says, that we listen to each other and that we do our best to assume the best. We assume that they are trying to do right. We assume that they want to be good. And that is a great assumption to have for everybody because people are children of God. And God does his best to show us again and again the love that he has to show. So the message is pretty simple. If you get upset with somebody, if somebody hurts your feelings or says something mean to you or whatever the case may be, if you know in your heart that you don't feel good, and that person caused it, God tells us that we must reach out and ask them why they did it. Talk to them. Share your feelings. Share what it is that what they said did to you. And then the second part is even more important. We listen. We listen to what they have to say. Why they acted that way. Why they said that thing whether maybe they didn't know that it would hurt your feelings. Maybe they were having a really bad day and they were just kind of angry in their hearts, but they didn't mean for it to come out to you. Whatever the case may be, 
you have to listen and listen really close to what they're saying, hoping that they're going to tell you why it is that they did what they did. Give them that chance. Talk to them. Share why it is that you feel the way you do. This works with your parents. This works with siblings. This works with your friends at school. This works with your teachers. This works with everybody. And the reason why it works with everybody is because Jesus told us that it's so important that we remember that we are each, every one of us, you, me, and whoever else you meet in the world, we are all children of God. And we all make mistakes. So listen close and make sure that you try to repair whatever damage was done. Because repairing it and living together and sharing the love of God is way better than being grumpy and mad that somebody did something mean. Peace be with you, and God love you. Our scripture reading for today is Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 20. If your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault, just between the two of you. If he listens to you, you have won your brother over. But if he will not listen, take one or two others along, so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, treat him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there am I with you. Thank you very much to Dave and Chris for being our special guests today on the worship service, uh, for sharing our scripture passage with us today. It is so delightful um, to be able to hear from our brothers and sisters in Christ, even during these times. And uh, so thank you so much for that. The scripture passage today um, is talking about a common occurrence. A common occurrence, which is fighting. <laughs> I don't think I have to tell anybody that there are people in this world who are difficult to deal with, who are taxing uh, emotionally, uh, patience-wise, uh, whatever the case may be. You just find them to be difficult to deal with. And sometimes we have those kind of interactions with people who we love very much people who are important in our lives and we have a particular interaction or something happens and it bothers us it hurts us and also as the scripture passage points out sometimes people just do things that aren't right it's not our job as christians to make everything nice to sweep it under the rug and kind of forget about it, to make like something never happened, to pass over an occurrence or something that was upsetting to either yourself or someone else. And that's something that Christians have a very difficult time dealing with because we, more often than not, 
have stories of Jesus demonstrating these incredible acts of forgiveness, these incredible acts of love and care and generosity. And so because of that, we feel like we need to sacrifice and just hold it in. If somebody says or does something offensive or mean or unchristian, we tend to hold back and play like everything is fine. Because who wants to have a fight? Who wants to have a disagreement? But the key factor behind that is the disagreement, the fight, the pain has already been caused. And if we choose to pass over it and never talk, well, then we never reconcile. We never draw back together. We never learn the motivations of our brothers and sisters in Christ. And what happens is we become estranged. We divide. We go our separate directions, never having a chance to take part in Jesus Christ's great ministry of reconciliation. This is something that happens on small terms, whether someone said something that you took as kind of mean and there was no way that they could know that. And this happens in big ways, when people speak on behalf of the church with a voice that wasn't given to them. These problems are real problems. These offenses are real offenses. These pains that we carry are real and anything other than dealing with it and trying to talk it through is a disservice to the ministry that we are trying to do together but it can be difficult how many of us in this last week have had issue with somebody else and we went to them and asked if we could have some of their time to talk through that issue I'm not seeing too many hands. Maybe it's because um, I'm at church and I'm by myself. But I would guess that that's not a common occurrence because that very rarely happens in any part of actual life. Most of the time, our human default is to just let it go. And by let it go, I mean build a grudge and get really upset and never talk to that person again. That's not who we are. Christians are the body of Christ. And separating one hand from another, a leg from an arm, an eye from a nose, separating those things out and choosing to never use them again is as silly as the statement I just said. Let's say you trip because your leg didn't do what you wanted it to do. And so you say to yourself in your head, I am never going to use this leg again. It failed me, and that is it. I'm never going to depend on it. I'm never going to look for it. I'm never going to hope that it carries me the way it should. I'm just going to drag it along for the rest of my life. That would be crazy. And it's just as crazy to take a brother or sister in Christ, whether they're from this church or another denomination, wherever you are around the world, to take someone who has dedicated their life to Jesus Christ to have a problem with them and then say, I'm just shutting it off. I'm never talking about them, to them, around them. I won't accept anything they have to say. They might as well be dead to me. God will use anyone and anything as a tool 
and God will redeem and forgive anyone and anything that someone has done. So let us do likewise. Let us turn our hearts and our minds away from our own grievances, away from our own sinfulness, and ask God for forgiveness. And when we come to God in humility and faith, knowing that we aren't perfect and we don't know everything, and we ask God to show us what God is doing in this person who has hurt you, that doesn't mean you have to be best friends, but it does mean that you can't just cut them out of your life. Jesus does a similar thing. Right before Jesus is betrayed, right before he knows that he's going to go through hell on earth to redeem us and to give us that relationship back with God, Jesus goes to the table. And at the table, he demonstrates long-suffering and sacrificial love, taking on a penalty that he didn't earn so that we would love taking on something that wasn't his responsibility, but he did it for us, sacrificing so that we could know the love of God. Let's do likewise, and let's invite everybody to the table, not just the people who haven't offended us yet. Amen. As you may know... <laughs> Hear the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always to the close of the age. Obeying the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and sure of his presence with us, we baptize those who he has called to be his own. As Jesus Christ, God has promised to forgive our sins and has joined us together in a family of faith within his church. He has delivered us from darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. And God has promised to be our father and to welcome us as brothers and sisters in Christ. Know that the promises of God are for you. By baptism, God puts his sign on you to show that you belong to him and gives you the Holy Spirit as a guarantee that in sharing in Christ's reconciling love, you will also share in his victory. Dying with Christ to sin, you will be raised with him in new life. Who presents this child to be baptized? We do. Friends, in presenting your child for baptism, you announce your faith in Jesus Christ and show that you want your child to study him, to know him, to love him, and to serve as his chosen disciple. Show your purpose by answering these questions. Who is your Lord and Savior? Jesus Christ. Do you trust in him? If so, say, I do. I do. Do you intend your child to be his disciple, to obey his word, and to show his love? If so, say, we do. We do. Dan, Maya, the role of a godparent is a special one. 
It's one that offers encouragement, love, support, and hope, not only for the child, but for the parents and for everyone who watches over her. So I ask you, will you dedicate yourselves to showing the gifts of love, encouragement, and being a disciple of Jesus Christ throughout Elodie's life as best you can, and for John and Miranda as best you can as well? If so, say, we do. We do. Let us pray. God, our Father, we thank you for your faithfulness promised in this sacrament and for the hope that we have in your Son, Jesus Christ. As we baptize with water, we would ask that you would baptize us in the Holy Spirit so that what we say may be your word and what we do may be your work. By your power, we will be made one with Christ our Lord in common faith and in common purpose. What is the Christian name of this child? Elodie Elaine Howard. Elodie. Hi. Let's see what there is to see out here. Elodie is a gift from God for all of us to experience, for all of us to nurture, and for the hope that we have in the future. So Elodie, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you would pray with me one more time. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for Elodie, and we ask that you would bless her and watch over her and show her your love and kindness through her parents, through her siblings, through her godparents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, and friends. May she know that she is always welcome within the church, that she belongs in the church wherever she goes and whatever path she takes. Bless her, we pray, in the name of your Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit, and in your name in heaven, all of this we pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, here we are gathered at the table. I want to invite you to set up the communion elements for yourself at home so that you can join along with us in this time of reflection and this time of gathering together. All you need uh, to celebrate communion is um, some bread, um, a great uh, piece of bread that you can use is a salting cracker. That's actually a biblical thing you can use. Um, it'd be just like the bread that was uh, prepared for this meal in the Bible. And uh, you need some sort of liquid. Um, I would recommend grape juice or water, um, but 
really any type of liquid would do. It's not the liquid exactly that we are celebrating today, but it is the chance to be invited to this place. And so I do want to take the time to invite you, invite you to this meal. This meal that we have not earned, this meal that we didn't work hard enough in order to procure and create for ourselves, but this meal that was freely given so that we might experience the love of God together. So, if this has been a hard week, if you have worked so hard, if you have put in every free minute you can into whatever task lies in front of you, and now that you're gathering here on Sunday, you realize that you haven't thought about God one time. It hasn't crossed your mind to pray. You haven't thought about praising God for the things that have gone right. You just haven't had time to consider anything about God. Come. A place is prepared for you. If you're looking at your life and you have been asking God over and over again, what comes next? If you've been asking God, how do I deal with this situation? Please, God, show me. Show me a sign of what comes next. I need to know. Then come. A place has been prepared for you. This is not a Presbyterian table. This is the Lord's table. And we, the church, are merely butlers at this meal. God loves you. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're from. I don't care what you've done. God loves you. And Jesus is inviting you to this meal so that you can feel and experience and walk confidently in this world knowing that the love of God goes with you. The table is prepared. Let's eat. At the beginning of the meal, Jesus took the bread, and after giving thanks to God, he broke it, saying, This is my body, which is broken for you. So take and eat. And whenever you do this, do this in remembrance of me. I invite you at home to eat your bread. We are a part of the body of Christ, all together sharing in this meal. At the end of the meal, Jesus took the cup. Now this was the last cup of a very long meal of celebrations. The meal was told to have many courses, and during those courses, they would lift cups and thank God for the blessings that had come. Thank you, God, for leading us out of Egypt. Thank you, God, for leading us through the wilderness. Thank you, God, for delivering us to the land of milk and honey. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Over and over and over again. But this, the last cup, that always remains still because this is the cup of the future, the cup of the promise. And no one could say what God was going to do tomorrow. We had God's promises from yesterday, but what about tomorrow? What about the day after that? No one can say what will happen next. 
But Jesus took that cup and pouring into it, he said, this is the cup of the new covenant, which is filled with my blood, which has been shed for you and for all. So take and drink. And whenever you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Drink this cup, knowing that you, with drinking, are washed clean of your sins. Consider the baggage that you have picked up over these last days, weeks, months, years. And let the blood of Christ free you for tomorrow. The blood of Christ shed for you. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you so much for this meal that you have set before us. And we ask that we can truly take it into our bodies and our souls today, being new creations, leaving from this place where we are now and going out into the world, caring about your kingdom and building it alongside you. Lord God, help us to forgive because we have been forgiven. Help us to reach out with a hand of generosity because you have given us a gift worth more than anything we could have ever earned. Help us to be your children because you are with us always to the end of the age. And all this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We come now to a time of prayer, a time of lifting our hearts before the Lord, of sharing the concerns that we have, of sharing all the things that we have picked up. Lord God, we know that we can share these things with you because you asked us. You asked us into this relationship. You asked us to unburden our hearts and to lay those burdens on you. So I invite you to either write uh, in the comments, either on this video or in the in the car in the radio wherever you're listening however you're taking apart i invite you to lift up your own heart to the lord share the concerns be open and honest because the lord will hear your prayers and send someone to your side let us pray When we hold our hands to be cuffed by loneliness, you clasp our wrists to pull us into your heart. When our lives are shattered by the injustices done to those passed over by this world, your love puts us back together. So we can serve them with your hope. O oh, emancipating God, we praise your name. When we would build walls between us and our neighbors, you come to be the welcoming gate. When we would curse someone who has hurt us in our souls, you sing us songs of blessing. When we would focus only on our needs and our desires, you hand us the dinnerware and ask us to set the table. Ever near salvation, we would follow you wherever you would take us to be. When we would feed on our bitter brokenness, you offer us the bread of reconciliation. When we would grasp the cup of grace and drink it to the last drop, 
you whisper, offer some to those you don't like. Liberating Spirit, we would be filled with you. God in our community, holy, who is within us and without, free us from all fears and doubts as we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Our closing hymn this Sunday is hymn number 276 in the Presbyterian hymnal, Great is Thy Faithfulness.
thank you so much for joining us today, um, wherever you are joining us from. It is such a pleasure to be able to worship together, to share our voices, and although we may not be able to hear each other's voices, we can feel confident knowing that the Spirit of God has led many to worship this morning. Not just this worship, watching me and watching those who participated today, but worship that is life-giving from every corner of our town, of our county, of our state, of our country, of our world, people have gathered for worship today. So take this benediction, this blessing with you as we go out into the world ready to spread the good news. Lord God, remind us constantly that we are not alone. And as you give us tasks to build your kingdom that may seem impossible, remind us that they may in fact be impossible if we went alone. But you are with us. Your strength, your wisdom, your grace, your faithfulness will follow us wherever we go. You send your servants along our path to teach us, to mold us, to guide us as we struggle each and every day. We are not alone because we have been told the good news. So now let us go out and do likewise. Let us change the lives of those who we interact with because we bring the light of Jesus Christ. But Lord God, in the moments when it seems that we fail, in the moments when it seems like the task is too big, in the moments where we doubt your love for us, remind us, we pray, that the Lord God is with us. And if you are with us, who could possibly be against us? Amen. Peace. You've been listening to Sunday Worship with Pastor Chris McCurdy from the United Presbyterian Church of Rice Lake. The church office is always open 9 a.m. until 1 p.m., Monday through Friday. And until next week, stay safe and may God bless you.